is summer. You know what that means. Sprinklers are buzzing, popsicles are melting, and the Consumed Podcast is on your speakers for that road trip you've dreamed of taking. This is the show that features conversations with eaters, thinkers, drinkers, and makers on California's Central Coast. And I am your host, Jamie Lewis. Thanks for letting me tag along. Before we start, I want to tell you a little bit about some of the sponsors of the Consumed Podcast. Consumed is sponsored by Mid-State Containers, cargo storage containers, and refrigerated shipping containers for sale and rent in California. You may not understand how Mid-State Containers could change your life, but the truth is many, many guests on the Consumed podcast use Mid-State for their projects. Containers can serve as wine storage units for case goods for private collections and even tasting rooms. They can be refrigerated storage containers for breweries, kegs, and fruit during harvest for wineries. Mid-State Containers outfits coolers and freezers for ranchers, farmers market growers, orchards, and butchers. Containers can make great pop-up coffee bars and berry containers for root sellers. My guest from Season 10, Krista Flieger from Lonely Palm Ranch, uses her Mid-State Container for an office on her property. Other ideas include schoolrooms, music and photography studios, and there are other things that can be grown, stored, and processed in a Mid-State Container, so use your imagination and get on their website to request a quote, midstatecontainers.com. Slow Life Magazine is the publication that spotlights local people, places, culture, and flavor. That's where I come in. I'm the food columnist for Slow Life, and my most recent story featured the Alchemist's Garden in Paso Robles, right on City Park. It's a whimsical restaurant with high ceilings, plants everywhere, like everywhere, and a bright green neon sign that says, what you imagine, you create. The food is really tasty, but the elegant cocktails here are the bells of the ball. Get your copy of Slow Life to learn more by visiting slowlifemagazine.com. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining local, organic, and non-GMO standards. Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. With a mission to empower health and well-being in the community, they offer local produce, meats, low-to-no-waste foods, and wellness items. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store on their website at slowfood.coop and visit Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. Okay, on to the episode. Andrea Wasco and Megan Gilbert are the people behind the Quick Pickle Kit, which they call the DIY pickling kit for people on a journey. I love that. They started the company in 1996 with a couple of goals. One, they wanted to give people a healthy and stress-free way to pickle fresh produce. And secondly, they wanted to give back to their community. Philanthropy is a massive reason the Quick Pickle Kit exists. Andrea and Megan employ adults with disabilities and donate a portion of every sale to nonprofits, and they have for over 25 years. Listen in as they talk about their backgrounds, their inspiration, and their passion for a crunchy pickle. And don't forget pickle juice. Okay, here are Andrea Wasco and Megan Gilbert. All right, so I'm sitting with Andrea Wasco and Megan Gilbert, but Megan's not really here. She doesn't want to be on the mic, so that's fine. She's going to be the conciliary in this discussion. She's going to sit by the side and, and give advice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the silent, the silent partner who literally is silent. Okay, so if you were at a cocktail party and somebody said, oh, I'm so-and-so, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm a garbage man or I, or I you know, clean hotel rooms or I'm a, um, a distiller, whatever, what would you say you are? The best way to describe myself is a social entrepreneur. Okay. Because we have the Quick Pickle Kit company, but we have a lot of other social ventures. And for me, I think that kind of wraps it up the best you know, just the best way to describe it, Mm -hmm. but they all, all of the ventures that we have, have a giving back component to it. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing this a really long time, a really long time now, 27 years. Well, I mean, that's longer than a lot of companies maintain, you know, the same mission and the same passion and the same, even the same product, you know? So it's clear that people want it. 
Yeah, a Quick Pickle Kit was our first product in 1996, mm-hmm. and we've morphed and grown over the years. And now we're kind of right back to where we started initially. So, mm. um, yeah, but we can talk about the history of our company later. For or, sure. Or, well, so, but when you say social entrepreneur, that means that you are an entrepreneur. You have, you know, you have a service, you have a, um, a product that you offer, but laced up with that is um, you have a responsibility to others. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We, we have always had that from the very beginning. And we provide jobs for adults with developmental and intellectual disabilities. We've done that from the very beginning, even mm. before it was popular. Mm-hmm. And we give back the the proceeds of this fund nonprofits that we believe in. So it's kind of a whole giving venture that we have. That's so cool. And do you find that giving, I mean, I, some people say it's a law of the universe, that if you are, are good about giving, that a lot comes back to you. Have you found that to be true? I mean, and be honest, you know, if that's true or if it's not true. Good, good karma? Sure. Yeah, good karma has definitely come back. I mean, monetarily, it's not always been, you know, a huge reward, but yeah. we don't gauge our rewards by, you know, by the amount of money that we make. So it's a different yardstick. But in terms of giving back, we do find that it comes back, you know, and one of the best days that I have is when we're on the manufacturing line with people and... Mm-hmm we see someone who's going to learn a skill that will allow them to transition out into, you know, being self-sufficient, you know, Mm -hmm. to me that's reward and that's giving back, you know, and that's, that's the return that I get. So it's a little bit different than a a specific company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you maybe tell me some good things about, you know, the beginnings of, of the company, but going way back, where did you each grow up? So I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. Ah, yeah, okay. In, in uh, Sharon Hermitage area, a little town that no one's probably ever heard of, <laughs> but it was a great place to grow up. And I'm Eastern European, so mm. everything in our family was about food and family and having friends over. And and my mom was great. Ours was the house that everybody everybody's kid came oh, to. Lucky, that's yeah. lucky. Awesome. And are both your parents Eastern European? Uh, both my parents are Eastern European. My uh, mom just turned 80 and my dad just turned 85. So, mm. yeah. But, That's cool. But, you know, it was all about food and drink. And mm-hmm. so we had food and drink and, you know, we entertained a lot at home. My dad was an entrepreneur as well. And oh. so... What did he do? He was mostly into cars and starting mm. businesses and ran gas stations, but very, always very strategic about business mm-hmm. and had different thoughts and um yeah so he was successful in in what he did and yeah he had it in him yeah yeah Yeah, entrepreneurs I find I I'm not really one um but I find that they can't help themselves like they you know it's almost a serial kind of a thing it's a blessing and a curse (laughs) (laughs) the mind is always going yeah do you constantly have new ideas for the company and yeah yeah Megan's (laughs) constantly <laughs> not yeah. in your head yeah yeah constant i mean that's why we've started you know so many different ventures is whenever something bad happens or that can be construed as negative i always like to turn it around mm-hmm. so you know one of the the products was you know when we developed the quick pickle kit it really came out of me being in the medical device industry and mm. seeing from the inside out how people's bodies look if they don't mm. eat healthy and exercise and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And also, I like junk food. So I wanted to come up with a, a way of making pickles. And I was homesick. You know, I, mm. I moved out here and didn't know a single person hmm. in California in 1986. And my mom would ship me cases of jarred pickles that she would can. No. And we had some mishaps. So after I finished my career in medical, I said, you know, I want people to be able to have that feeling that I have growing up, being able to be with the family in in the kitchen and mm-hmm. making pickles that were tasty and healthy. Mm-hmm. And so that was where we started it. Do you still get that feeling when you eat these, when you have these pickles? Does it bring you back? 
It does. And that's that's one of the greatest joys. And, you know, I brought some samples. I'm going to taste yeah. them now. Let's so, just, yeah, moving moving right into it. So the, one of the greatest joys is when someone tastes a pickle and says, oh, that tastes just like my grandmother's. Because mm-hmm. these are recipes that have been in my family for 100 years. Yeah, wow. And they've been passed down the generations. We've changed them and morphed them slightly. Mm-hmm. And then we have some kind of edgy and trendy recipes that we mm-hmm. have as well. What are some of your edgy, trendy ones? Well, we had an intern, and he was really into food. So he did you know, different vegetables like fennel. Oh, I love that. I love fennel. But what a great pickling vegetable, yeah, I would yeah. think. Yeah, and then Persian pickles. We had someone yeah. that wanted Persian pickles. We've had... Oh, yeah. So Kelp? Yeah. Really? So I always tell people, if you pickle it, I will try it. I'm hesitant to say that anymore. Yeah. But we had a friend who was a diver, uh-huh. and he said, I'm going to make some great pickled kelp. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, if you pickle it, I'll try it. You could see that it would go probably okay, but maybe not. Yeah. How'd it go? It was good. It was oh, wow. really okay. good. And it had this texture and, you know, the mouthfeel. It was, it was really, really good. But my first thought was like, oh, no, I don't know about this. But it was really good. How funny that you're like, I don't know if I'll taste anything now. When people say they'll pickle something, I mean. I I still do. You know, I, I'm pretty adventurous. <laughs> okay, well, I've got something I'd like you to try. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> that my kids made. <laughs> I think it's because the, your entrepreneur side is you're always curious. So you want yeah. to even though you say you're, you're not going to, you will. Yeah. You always have that in the back of your mind. And who knows? Maybe it's the next best idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have in front of it's so funny. I just popped these open and immediately, like garlic, just which is one of my favorite smells, leapt out at me. Okay. So I'm going to do the, this is called the three C's, or you call it that. But what is it? Cucumber, cauliflower, and carrots? Correct. Okay. And is that the title of the, that's what you call the, no, we, we call it the quick pickle kit, the, the deal recipe. But what's mm. nice is you can pickle <laughs> any recipe. So I can hear the crunchiness. Yes, which is not always the case with, there are a lot of like sloppy, slurpy pickles, and this is not that. It's yeah. it's important. Well, a lot of people love a crunchy pickle, and yeah. that doesn't always happen. Oh my gosh, I could eat pickles all day long. <laughs> love it. Do you sell these? You don't have like a an arm of the business where you sell made pickles, do you? Well, it's it's interesting because... As the company has morphed, we started with the quick pickle kit, mm-hmm. and then by listening to our customers, we had you know the, well. First of all, the quick pickle kit comes with a two two liter half gallon jar, which which is reusable. Mm. It comes with a reusable food safe gasket. Uh-huh. Yeah, three starter packets of seasonings, mm-hmm. a quick start guide, mm-hmm. which gives you kind of the quick start for your first batch of pickles Mm -hmm. and then it comes with a 44 page recipe and instructional booklet Mm -hmm. and then it gives you access to the hot to the pickle hotline which is what is that (laughs) is it like the butterball hotline the turkey it it is it is well we've always been about customer service Mm. and we always want to be available when customers because we have customers of all ages Mm -hmm. and not everybody is computer savvy and so we wanted to be available if anybody had any questions about canning, pickling, yeah. recipes. And so it literally is when someone purchases the kit or one of our products, there's a phone number that comes in there mm-hmm. and it rings directly to my cell phone. That is brilliant. <laughs> so that is the pickle hotline. But we're not going to share that number. We're not. Because you have to buy the kit. To deserve the number. Yes. You cannot just have access to Andrea anytime you want unless you get the kit. <laughs> or one of our other, our, our spice packets. Yes. So it's on yeah. the spice packets, which can be used as refills or they can be used with traditional canning and pickling processing at mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. um, the the jar alone is valuable to me. I mean, those are, I love a good, like a gasket jar. Is that what you call it with the hinge on it? We call it a bell top jar okay. and it's a European, we, we travel to find the best jars that we could find hmm. and we wanted, we're, we're very eco-conscious as a company. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to find something that people could use, um, reuse several times. Yeah. 
And so this was a jar that we found. It's an Italian glass jar. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to use. It's one that you know, stands up, you can reuse it. Same I feel like thing you could use it the rest of your life. I mean, those yeah. things are pretty beefy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very much a quality jar. And, um, and then the kit is really like pickling for dummies. Yeah. So for someone who says, you know, I, I am a little tentative with pickling, mm-hmm. but I want to try it. <laughs> are you crunching over there? <laughs> I have been accused of having the loudest crunch of any. Like my parents thought I had hollow teeth. Um, yeah, and it's right in the mic. Sorry, listener. But it's so, so good. So you're eating the bread, but bread and butter. Bread and butter pickle? Yep. Which, you know, there was a time that people really disparaged the bread and butter pickle. And I love it. And it has come back. Yeah. Big time. Um, I love Do you do it with sugar or is it with honey? Um, you could do it with either one. Um, so those were done with sugar. Yep. Uh, but you can do it with honey. And with the, the booklet, we've changed it several times because we have some people who are diabetic. Yes. Who want to do a sweet pickle. So we give them recipes. All of our recipes are low sodium. So mm-hmm. if you want more salt, you can add more salt. But it's really hard to take it away. I'm not tasting a need for more salt. It's, it's low salt, but like high flavor. You know, that, that goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to try the next one? Yes. So I've been warned that this one might be spicy. And apparently Megan can eat anything, so I'm a little nervous. If you like garlic, there's some garlic in there, too. And this some is not too spicy. This is not too spicy. Do you think... I feel like the general public, though, I feel like the people are getting tougher. Maybe more able to appreciate bigger flavors. Or maybe I'm just a Californian who... Eats a lot of Mexican food, you know, <laughs> and straight garlic. I love it. Good, yeah. So these all were made quick, which means like three days. Is that right? Yeah. So okay. that's what's unique about our kit is that it's safe because we've done extensive product safety testing, so that even if you mess up a couple things, you get a safe pickle. Yeah. Because people starting to do canning have had mishaps mm. and. You know, not with our kit, luckily, but with, you know, traditional canning. Yeah, it can happen, for sure. Yeah. And so it's safe, quick, simple, and natural. Mm-hmm. And they are ready to enjoy in three days. When um, And this is a quick pickle kit also, which I love. I love fast pickling because you don't need to worry about the sealing and the, you know, all the crazy, um, you know, boiling the seal, waiting for the thing to pop and all that Um yeah, so this really is anybody could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's something the family can do together. So yeah. the whole family can do this together and it it's nice when you can bring the family together and and have everybody just participate. You know, kids can participate in it as well. Oh, my kids love pickles. My husband not so much, but we always take his. Um okay, so you started uh, in the medical field, I guess. And yeah. is that what brought you out to California? Yeah, I came out to California and I originally, uh, in the eighties started working for a startup company that was started by a doctor from Stanford that did AIDS research. Oh, wow. It was at the height of the pandemic and uh, yeah. with AIDS research. And so I did that, helped take that company public and mm-hmm. then moved on to Eli Lilly and, Started working in cardiovascular um, products mm-hmm. and worked in medical devices and Eli Lilly, Boston Scientific. And mm-hmm. it was um, at a time when I could move around. So I really had the opportunity to do manufacturing and research mm-hmm. and development and legal and a little bit of everything, strategic alliances and marketing and, and sales mm. and new product development. So it was a a really good time to kind of move around and learn all aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you wound up, um, how did you wind up in, I think you guys are in Los Osos, right? Yeah. The company is there. And yeah. So how did that happen? Los Osos is not a place that, you know, you have to find it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't find you. Well, no, actually I think Los Osos found us. Did it? Yeah. Aww. And it, it just, it feels like home. So 
Um, at the time, it was at the height of the real estate market, and mm. we were looking for a second home, a retirement home, mm-hmm. and we were living in the South Bay Area, Los Gatos, Almond Valley, mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. You literally took a California map. You did not, and you, you pointed. And, no, no, no. Mm. And the question, we had some cri- questions between each other, and we said, okay, are you a mountain person, or are you an ocean person? <laughs> and I said, I'm an ocean person, and she goes, I am too. So we literally got the California map, and we looked at the central, the the coastline, and mm-hmm. we said, "Well, we we've already been here, Half Moon Bay, mm-hmm. and we already know the ninety-two. That's going to be crazy." So we said, "No." Mm-hmm. The the other criteria was we don't want to drive more than three hours from where we are currently living, and so mm-hmm. that helped us um, narrow down the uh, the vicinity. Mm-hmm. And um, we saw something. Um, on let's see some we googled something and um we saw this one property and, and well, at the time we didn't know how to pronounce it so we called it what'd you call it Cayucos? Cayucos. and we're like okay well and then um so we saw the the ad with this property and we said well that's really nice so we talked to the real estate person, and you know, after talking, he goes, "Well, this may not be the the perfect one for you, but um, it was Fourth of July weekend." He goes, "Well, why don't you wow. come down, and um, I'll show you some other areas, and then you can take it from there." <laughs> Anybody would want a place here on Fourth of July weekend, right? It's just magic, or was it too crazy? It was crazy. It well, was too crazy we were looking you. to get away from the Bay Area, which was 1.4 million people at the time. And it was oh. just, there were so many people. And, you know, I've always learned, just just be open, just go with it. And so he said, the property that he was going to show us was dark. And he said, I don't think it's for you, but let's just go. And we were still both working in the Bay Area. Megan was working in, in high tech. Oh. And I was working in medical. So we literally had a weekend to find a home. Yeah. And so we came down, we had a cooler full of uh, energy drinks and, and sodas and energy bars. And he drove and, us. And of course, pickles. And pickles, yeah. <laughs> and he drove us around. And, uh. and then this, I mean, I, I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened we were looking at places and they were like our place in the Bay Area. And we just said, no, it's not right. Mm. And he said, well, there's a place that's not yet on the market. It's in my neighborhood. Hmm. Would you like to look at it? You know, drive past it, see if you like it. And we drove past it, and and it was a foggy weekend. No, and there was standard. no yeah, no view. We couldn't see anything. And he goes, it's a really nice house, and you have a great view. And we're like, okay, it was so foggy, we couldn't see anything. And so, hmm. um, but we ended up looking at it. Megan liked it. Yeah, the leap of faith. Yeah, yeah, the leap of faith. It had a great. Um, it has a great shop, and I like to tinker and build mm-hmm. things. So it had a, a great shop with hardwood floors. And I'm like, okay, well, let's let's give it a shot. We'll we'll put an offer in. And so we we got we got it. You know? Yeah. And then we came down in October when it's clear. You know, that's the best time Magic. of the year. Yeah. And we saw the view, and we we're like, and the guy was talking to us, and we said could you just give us a moment? Cause mm. we had never seen the view. So we have a full ocean view mm. and can see the nine sisters the other way. And we're like, we must've done some things right in our yes. life to, to end up here. <laughs> yes. I think we should all be feeling that. Yeah. 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 We must've done something right. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, do you do all of the business out of your home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you must have space to have people over to be building the kits. And no, 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 no. So that we don't. We um, subcontract everything oh, out. So the okay. the administrative part of it is done uh, in in our home, mm-hmm. but then we subcontract everything out. So it's it's not a wasteful business. We only bring in what we need, and we partner with people who understand adults with developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm and intellectual disabilities and they bring in the people that they think would be best suited. And then we go in and for like a week we do manufacturing Mm -hmm. so that they can learn the skills uh, back and forth. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's how we do it. We just Mm -hmm. use what we need. Did you, you are now permanently here. You're here full time. Full time. When did you leave the Bay area? Like when you really left five years ago? Oh, is that all? No, longer than that. 
I don't know. I, I don't have a great sense of time. <laughs> when did it, eight but years ago? They actually leave. Yeah. Bay Area oh, like sold the house? Sold the house. Okay, oh. so you're really kind of recent in terms of being here full time. Yeah. Recent-ish. Well, recent, but you know, it feels like a long time because we we came here and we got immediately involved in the community. Mm-hmm. So oh, it no, so it feels like it feels like home. I wish I could say this was the first time. The cat vomited while we were on the mic. <laughs> but the cat but it's wasn't. Not. That's a familiar sound. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. We have three rescue cats. So, oh my yeah. gosh. And this one was the runt of her litter. <laughs> yep. And she's just. I hope Aww. you don't think less of me for no. just oh, leaving no, the puke no. on the floor. No. <laughs> it's the reverse. It's okay, oh, baby. Yeah. You're going to be she okay. She is so sweet. It's okay. Her name is Oatmeal. <laughs> oatmeal. Well, okay, but we have to say she wasn't eating pickles when she was throwing No, up. no, no, no. <laughs> she was eating her gross kibble. I can't really blame her. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. There's something wonderfully real about it, though. Like, I'm yeah. hearing the sound, and oh, man. <laughs> That's okay. She'll hit the litter box next, right? <laughs> oh, my word. So you guys have three rescue kitties. We have three rescue kitties, Aww. and, yeah, one has two congenital heart defects. Oh, no. And- well, they're all 11 years old. They're, they're mm. litter mates, so we, we only really wanted to, but we brought them home. Hmm. The, the, the volunteer said, take them home and figure out which two out of three you want. Oh, that's a horrible thing to do. We, yeah. We both had S on our forehead. Yeah, for a sucker. Yeah, sucker. Yeah. yeah. No, just take three home and you decide which one will not make it. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you look at their little face and say, you stay, you stay, but like, you go, you go. So we immediately adopted all three and they're litter mates. They love each other. Mm. And then we found out that the one has two congenital heart defects. Mm. But again, anything that happens, we try and find a blessing in it. Yep. And so we got connected with UC Davis Vet Med School. Oh, cool. Which is number one in the, in the, the U.S. For sure. And... We were so happy with their university and so impressed with what they did that mm-hmm. we said, okay, while we're here, let's figure out what we can do that's philanthropic. Mm-hmm. And so we're members of the community emergency response team. Oh, you are. How wonderful is that? Thanks. Yeah. How often do you get called for things to do something? Well, with the, with the rains that we've had, we've been <laughs> kind of busy, called out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, and... and we get called out for fires, you know, if someone needs help. But we connected with the veterinary emergency response team mm-hmm. that works with animals. And mm-hmm. we said, you know, um, since we do donate between 10 and 100% of our profits to nonprofits, we said, let's just select UC Davis as one of the... Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so... How did you... Uh, where does that um, desire to... Where does the philanthropic gene come from for you did you did you have someone in your family in your life that that modeled that for you for me it comes from my mom yeah Um, my mom is one of the most giving people that I know Mm -hmm. and if she I mean she will literally give you the shirt off of her back Mm -hmm. you know she's just one of those people that she always felt like she had enough that she could Mm -hmm. give back to someone else and so that was that was my role model of, and I always feel like I have enough that I can give something to someone else, yeah, or give them a skill and like what we're doing with mm-hmm. this. Um, so yeah, I think that came from my mom. Yeah. Do you have someone, Megan? Oh, I told you I'd. I told you I'd get you in <laughs> I was here. Supposed to be the silent partner. You're not. No. So, what is the question again? Is there somebody that modeled giving back for you growing up? And I didn't even ask, where did you grow up? So, I was adopted when I was little Mm -hmm. um, uh, from Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have a family past. Um, So, so the recent past, I'm skipping many years now. Sure. So, I think the person that... um, that I would respect would be um, the supervising nurse that I found, it's like 10 years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that accepted me into the orphanage. 
So oh make gosh. a long story short, yeah. um, I found her and um, for the last 10 years, we've been visiting her. Um, she oh. lived in Canada. So we would visit Andrea's side of the family in Pennsylvania. And then we would drive uh, to Canada to visit with Muriel hmm. um, until she passed away uh, a couple of years back now. Uh-huh. That's incredible. So and you reconnected with her just about 10 years ago. That, yes, that was the first time. Oh, how and fantastic. Then, yeah, so, you know, that's, I think that would be the one. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And you, um, she took care of Megan when she was young. And so we felt that we wanted to take care of her while she was older. So we would make the pilgrimage back and spend time with Meryl every year. That's a special time. Yeah. Yeah. How fantastic. All right. So when it comes to quick pickles, 27 years ago, did you feel like nobody was really doing this? Nobody, people weren't doing the quick pickle concept. Yeah. No one was doing it at the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, there wasn't really a pickling kit out there. Mm -hmm. And I grew up doing traditional canning and pickling where, you would boil the jars and boil the brine right. and boil the crap out of the vegetables. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep, totally. And by the time you were done, I mean, the idea was to preserve the harvest, you know, mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania because we'd have to make it through the winters. Mm-hmm. But um, here in California, we have produce year round and we have access with farmers markets and even grocery stores. Yeah. And so I wanted to come up with a kit that was approachable, Mm -hmm. that would take recipes that had been in the family for a lot of years, but give someone a kit that was like a DIY kit. Yeah. And no one one was doing it. So we we did extensive product safety testing and came up with a kit. And um, yeah, we've been selling it ever since then. How have you seen people's... um you know, how have you seen sales change over time? Because that's a pretty good data set to be able mm-hmm. to to look at it. What I found is the trends tend to come and go every 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So 1996, it was very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we've had sales throughout the whole time, but it seems like the trends every about every 10 years cycle. But right now, pickling and fermenting and doing stuff, and I think a lot of that really had to do with COVID. You oh, know, like, of course. Yes. I mean, like during COVID, our sales were, you know, off the, off the really? chart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard that from, from other, I think a lot of value-added products like, um, you know, bakers that mm-hmm. deliver bread, Tally Farms with their boxes, yep. Routies or Halcyon Farms, all those guys, it makes a lot of sense that people would be wanting to do this. Well, and then a lot of people had their kids at home. So yes. you can only do so many things with kids. Yeah. And so with the, the Quick Pickle Kit, it teaches kids how to cook, mm-hmm. how to chop vegetables, how to make their own foods. There's also the history behind mm-hmm. where canning and pickling came from, um, preservation, and then the science behind pickling. So yeah. it was really kind of a DIY educational kit that the family could do together. And then who doesn't like to eat what you make afterwards. I mean, it's always an, it's so it's, it's exponentially more interesting to eat something that you've had a hand in making. Right. And it's incredible. I mean, you hear it all the time about getting kids to eat well, mm-hmm. they will eat something that they've, that they've made. It's just incredible though, how it's absolutely true. We all have more of an interest in eating something we've had a hand in creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pickling, is interesting because yes, they do learn how to cook, but the cooking, I mean, it's very simple mm-hmm. to make pickles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really simple. And I should be clear that, well, how about I'll have you be clear. What's the difference between quick pickling and traditional pickling in terms of storage? Okay. So with traditional pickling, the idea is to vacuum seal the jars so you can make them shelf stable or put them in I mean, we had a fruit cellar, so we'd put them in the fruit cellar. Mm-hmm. Or a pantry or yeah, whatever. Yeah, or pantry. And so um, with quick pickling, the idea is that they'll stay for a period of time, but the idea is that you pickle something, enjoy it, and then make another batch of something else. So yeah. they are vacuum sealed, but from the time that you open them, we recommend that you enjoy them within 30 days. Which is totally doable. Yeah. That's not a ridiculous thing to ask. Yeah. But the traditional... Time. How long did it take 
Mm. Oh, I mean, when mm-hmm. we did traditional canning and pickling, it was a it was a week long effort because, Boy. I mean, you boil the jars and boil the brine and and I mean the flavors were good. They were, but the pickles, I have to say, they weren't always crispy and crunchy. They can get slimy. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody was worried about getting sick or something. So they would really cook everything and boil everything to make sure that the if there was anything in there that it it would kill it. But yeah. um but it it did kill the flavor and it killed the texture mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. But But it wasn't like you can't you couldn't eat it in th- for like thirty days or something? Yeah, we used oh, to really we used to, when we did canning, uh, we would put them in the fruit cellar and we couldn't touch them for three months because the flavors really had to blend. Wow. Three months? Yeah. That's a long time to wait. Yeah. One, well, one to three months. And we always had stuff that was rotating through. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Are you seeing what I'm doing here? Uh, you're First making- of all, I'm polishing them all off <laughs> and I'm drinking the brine. Can you tell me why you, so before we started rolling, you told me definitely drink the brine. Uh So why would I do that? Aside from it being delicious. Well, we came in and you just came off your exercise bike. That's right. Yeah. So, um, seeing that you're athletic, uh, pickle juice and, and pickles are very healthful for you. Mm -hmm. So our pickle juice is low sodium, but it contains a lot of the nutrients that you see in pickles. And so, Pickles and pickle juice are also great in cocktails. Yes. And my friend, shout out to my friend, Nicole, who is a big, big pickleback fan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So putting pickles or pickle juice have um, two reasons for doing it. So in cocktails, you will typically have it, but when you get a hangover, it's because of your electrolytes are off. Mm. And mm. so by having a pickleback, you know, you're having the pickle juice, which builds up your electrolytes. So anything that you're taking out of your body, you're actually putting back in. Or, you know, dirty martinis, putting pickle juice in right. there. Yeah. Right. Oof. And for people um, who do imbibe a little too much, the morning after, nothing like pickle juice for a hangover. Okay, that's great to know. How much do you recommend somebody drinks? <laughs> well, the whole I- jar? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, you can because there's, I mean... Typically, you would not drink a whole jar of store-bought pickles, Mm-mm. pickle juice, because it's so high in sodium. Yeah. But ours, our, our pickle juice is low in sodium. But, I mean, I figure if you take a shot of whiskey, you can take a shot of, of pickle juice. I but. mean, yes, totally. Mention about um, when we're hiking. Oh, yeah. So we, we're avid hikers, and mm. so pickle juice is something that we take in a bottle. And when we're out there hiking on a, you know, a day when we just need some electrolyte replacement. A shot of something. with our friend. Yeah, our friend, we were doing a, a hike that ended up being longer than we wanted. And we had pickle juice. And she, she was substantially older. She was in her late mm-hmm. 70s. And we said, well, here, just take some pickle juice. And she's like, I don't know about this. And she took the pickle juice and finished up the rest. It was a 20-mile hike that we ended up doing. Whoa. Yeah, and yeah, she was just bonking, mm. meaning that she, you know, could not go any further, mm. <laughs> and I couldn't carry her. So we said, "Okay, we have to." <laughs> so get... you're drinking it, girl. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking it, and she really enjoyed it. She's like, "Wow, this is this is really good." Yeah, yeah, I can have more. Yeah. And then uh, for people who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. Yep, which yeah. I'm loving that trend yeah. right now. It's so good. It's good for a lot of reasons. Yeah. 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 And so pickle juice is great in mocktails. We, and you can uh, pickle fruit. We, uh, we do mm. some excellent mocktails uh, with the pickle kit as well. Mm. So there's no waste at all, as you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing goes to waste. No. When you talk about pickling fruit, give me some examples of things that you've done or liked that you've tasted. Well, we, again, people always tell us what they pickle. So we had someone who pickled mandarins. Whoa. Whole? No, no, they okay. did the sections. Um, they said that they came out really, really well. And then the, the pickle brine after that was excellent. Somebody pickled avocados, but they said, Whoa. You know, you have to really use firm avocados for that. Um, pickled watermelon? Pickled watermelon? Yes. Rind, and brined, yes, yeah. which I've, I love that actually. And pickled fruit. Um, we've done berries, uh, raspberries, blueberries. Um, and you do them in a salty brine. Yeah. And how do they come out? They come out fabulous. Do they taste salty and sweet? They don't taste salty because the brine is not really overly salty. Mm, mm-hmm. They taste... But savory. I mean, like, is there a savory element to it or are they just sweet? 
it's kind of a nice balance between sweet and savory. Mm -hmm. Like it's not overly sweet and it's not overly savory. And hopefully you'll notice that the pickles aren't over overly vinegary. No, these are not, um, they're not the kind where you're just puckering. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. Well, it's funny you mentioned because our tangerine tree. Yeah. I saw that on the way. Satsumas and they're going off right now. You can see this bowl behind me. So I'm like, hmm. We have an avocado tree that's putting out giant avocados. Uh I don't think I'll do that. I don't think I'll pickle those, but we also have a blackberry patch over there. So that would be an interesting experiment. And even if you don't pickle the fruit, you can take the brine afterwards or, um, when when we do pickling um, with the quick pickle kit, we always make a little extra brine anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, you can just take it, mix it with sparkling water, and add the mm. fruit into it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, a great refreshing mocktail as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that, I guess that's kind of in the family of a shrub, right? Right, right. Okay, very cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what was I going to say? Um I can't remember. But when you pickle at home, do you use... Oh, I remember what it was. When, when Sorry, the green bean just... <laughs> I down the wrong pipe. I'm loving this, by the way. Um, when you use a brine, let's say this jar is filled, you know, mm-hmm. and you take out the solids, you eat the solids, and let's say maybe you have like half a jar left of brine. Mm-hmm. Do you personally throw veggies in there and seal it and put it in the fridge and wait for it to pickle that way. No. And tell me why. I worry about safety first, mm-hmm. you know, because the reason we developed this kit was first of all, because of safety. Uh-huh. We wanted people to feel comfortable and safe. So I don't do it. Um, I know people do it with store-bought brine, but mm-hmm. it's store-bought brine is so salty and so vinegary. Um, I like everything fresh. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, for the the brine that's left over, I can enjoy it as a sport drink. You so do it. You use it in other ways. Yeah, I use it in other ways. And I would rather make sure that my friends and my family are getting a, a safe pickle. Yeah. So I say start with the next batch, pick another recipe that you like, and do that again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, You mentioned that you love to hike. What's one of your favorite trails? Well, we back up to Montana de Oro State Park. Yeah. And so... It's hard to beat that. It's, you know, that is some of the most pristine... Well, I'm not going to say it, you know, because... But we... I don't want people to come and visit. You have your secret. <laughs> I think perhaps I know one of the trails that yeah. you're talking about. But, you yeah. know, I have to say, uh, I think Point Bouchon is absolutely beautiful right now. The flowers are in season. Coon Creek Trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so the many... further out ones. Yeah. Yeah. But even any of the trails there are really beautiful. So depending on your, your fitness level or... If you have a disability, you can still go on some of the, the bluff trail, trail and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't think you can go wrong with any trail in Montana Day Oro personally. Love it. What's mm-hmm. one of the most challenging ones you've ever done? I mean, anywhere. Well, for my milestone birthday eight years ago, <laughs> we did a, I wanted to do a 20 mile hike in Montana Day Oro. So there were seven or yeah seven or eight of us. And so we did it in three different legs so that people mm-hmm. could come and we literally went all the way out to like back Irish Al- Hills, that kind of thing. Well, Allen Allen Peak, we went out to Faux Allen at that point. But Allen Peak Trail is a really nice one mm. now, and it's long. So if you want to do a long one, um, the peak trails, you know, Bishop Peak, mm-hmm. um, Hazard Peak, Oats Peak. But it's, if it's outside, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Grand down? King. Down? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we did rim to rim one year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that took a, quite a bit of pickle juice. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was down one side, uh, yeah, and back up the other. Stayed at Phantom Ranch and back up. Oh, but. my gosh. I would love – that's kind of a bucket list thing, staying at Phantom Ranch. Yeah. Incredible. Well done. Have you ever yeah. hiked in – you did it twice? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have you ever hiked in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. We Did hiked. you do Abel Tasman? We have not done Abel Tasman. We have a, a friend um, who actually her daughter has Down syndrome. Yeah. And she's a, a great friend of ours. And so she'll come here and hike. 
she did the Grand Canyon with us and we oh. go there and, and hike and um, we haven't done Abel Tasman yet, but we just came back from Tasmania. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. So, yeah. And the hiking there was absolutely, we did the three capes. It was absolutely fabulous. And just in mm. Australia is one of those places that is just so magical mm -hmm. and the people are so nice and so hospitable mm -hmm. that, um, and same thing, Tasmania it reminds me of Los Osos, you, you know? Yes. And a kind of a similar, um, climate, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great sparkling wine in Tasmania too. Mm. You mentioned that you, um, have traveled all over the world mm -hmm. and tasted pickles all over the world. Give me mm -hmm. some highlights. I have to say Japan is a place that loves their pickles. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they pickle everything and, and they have whole markets that are dedicated to pickles. And mm. then they even have, um, pickle juice on their breakfast bar. Oh, wow. Uh, there was wow. one that had a, a plum pickle juice and it's great for digestion. So, mm -hmm. um, people have pickle juice. France loves pickles. Um, and what's nice is, well, the reason for having pickles with something that has high fat in it is pickles aid in digestion. Mm -hmm. So like in France, it's not uncommon to have a charcuterie plate that has pickles and breads and some cornichon. nice cheeses yeah. Yeah. and some cornichons, some olives. And, and the reason is that, you know, for the high fat meats or cheeses, mm -hmm. the pickles help with the digestion of all of that. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd say, um, those are two of the places. Any? Mm. Oh, India. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. India, um, different pickles there. They, they like to do fruits. So it's, um, mm. lemons and mangoes. Yeah. Yeah. And really good. I mean, every, every culture does some sort of pickling. Mm -hmm. So wherever we go around the world, um, we've had an opportunity to taste some great pickles. Pickled herring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sweden, oh. the Scandinavian country. Well, Mika likes pickled herring. Yeah. At their, when people love it, they love it. Yeah. Not so much for me, but I appreciate <laughs> that it's out there. I really do. I appreciate that it's out there. Well, that sounds wonderful. I, I think um, I'm going to keep my eyes more open for international pickles because like you say, it does aid in digestion. And I feel like just about every other country does a great job managing digestion mm -hmm. better than the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and as as we're talking, so I really polished off these these three containers of <laughs> pickles and the juice. And it's funny, it does, I don't mean to get woo-woo here, but it does feel like wellness. It feels like um, something that's clean, mm -hmm. you know, like it's kind of scouring your insides in the best yeah. possible way. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, if you... So, I mean, is there anything I haven't covered? Anything that you want people to know about this? Where can they get it? Uh, they can go to quickpicklekit.com. Mm -hmm. And again, our, our business model is we like to sell direct to consumer mm -hmm. because uh, rather than, you know, shipping it to someplace and then having to ship it again from there, we, we do like to sell direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. But we are looking at uh, collaborating with maybe a large retailer where we can ship Great. to their customers. Um, we do collaborate with some CSAs. Tally mm -hmm. is one of the, the CSAs that we... Um, Collaborate with Slow Veg is another one. Where we, people can opt to buy it. Um, at Slow Veg, they can opt to buy it, and they can uh, just add it to their, their product yes. line. Because what's nice is so much energy goes into, from the farmers, of growing mm -hmm. the vegetables. And pickling them is a great way to reduce food waste. Yeah. Oh, and then we have the refill kits that come. So once you've used the spices that come uh, with the kit... You can purchase the refill spice packets, mm -hmm. or if you say, we just love your recipes and want to do traditional canning and pickling at home, mm -hmm. there's spice packets and they're bread and butter, dill, sweet, and assortment that has one okay. of each. Um, the other thing I, d I didn't cover is that um, we're always looking at creative ways of utilizing our products to do, to do good in the world. Mm -hmm. So our products can be used as healthy fundraisers for nonprofits oh, as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. So with that, if there's a school or nonprofit, um, we select nonprofits every month, mm -hmm. and if they would like to do a healthy fundraiser, we donate between ten percent and a hundred percent of our sales to schools and nonprofits. How so. can you afford to do a hundred percent? That's insane. You know, I've 
worked hard, been blessed in life. And so if there's a way that I can give back to someone else and, you know, this is an enterprise that gives back to everybody. Yeah. You know, from the beginning, people who manufacture the kits, it gives to people as they eat healthy food. And then Mm -hmm. the, the backside of it, it gives to people as, um, they utilize our products as a healthy fundraiser. So cool. Super cool. And also very locally focused, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it were your last day on earth and you were so happy with what you had done with your life, which it sounds like you would be, um, what would you choose to eat for your last meal and who would be there and, and, and what would you drink? And I think I know the answer to some of those. Oh, and you can have anything. Megan, you could go first. No, no. All oh, you. Oh, let's see. I'm a flexitarian, so I would mm-hmm. probably have some sort of seafood since we live here on the central coast mm-hmm. and maybe scallops or lobster, local fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have a charcuterie board that has some great <laughs> pickles yep. and nice cheeses and some probably fruit spreads and different breads and fun. Yeah. I, I love eating that way. Yeah. With a lot of little things everywhere. Yeah. And I would have a mocktail with it, with mm-hmm. the pickle juice and some sparkling water and some fresh berries, whatever was in season. Mm-hmm. And who would I have? Um, I would have, you know, family and friends and I'm pretty casual. So it would be a casual you know, You'd see. be at Montana de Oro somewhere. Well, yeah, but it, it, it sometimes transport. Yeah, but um, either Montana de Oro or, or, or a great picnic out there would be great. Yeah, or just having people over to the house and enjoying mm-hmm. the sunset and and spending time together. Yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. that's wonderful. Well, thank you for coming out and chatting about this. It's such a fun. Um, I like that it's the kind of thing that people could end a conversation here listening to you and then they can go out and get it and they can buy some good veggies, fruits, whatever, and they can do it at home. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Well, and Jamie, thank you so much for having us here. We appreciate it. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I have something to go clean up in the kitchen now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for carving time out of your day to listen to Consume. If you like what you hear, it always helps if you rate and subscribe to the feed. To learn more about my guests, see their photos, and connect with them via their website or social media, visit letsgetconsumed.com. You'll also find a newsletter sign up if you want to visit for me in your inbox every now and again. Until then, I'm Jamie Lewis. Cheers. Cheers.